0: Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. Have you ever been in awe, been in awe of something, okay? Um, I wrote this down. Awe is the response, okay? It's a response to what? Something beautiful, something exciting, a new perspective. Okay, um, this summer, uh, we uh, got away, we took our boys to Orlando, and uh, we were going to go to Disney, and uh, we had a couple days in Orlando before we were going to go to Disney, and so uh, we had never uh, gone to Universal, and so we said, let's go try Universal uh, for a day uh, before we go to Disney, and so uh, we grabbed a Universal pass, and we went over to Universal, and we um, uh, Uh, Number one, I got super sick riding the Hulk. I don't know if you've ever rode the ride the Hulk. Um, I literally, uh, after riding the ride, just looked at me, and she was like, you are sweating profusely right now. What is wrong with you? I'm like, I'm going to die on the side of the road here, okay? I'm just spinning. And so, um, but that night, at the end of the night, we decided we're going to go and see Universal's, like, fireworks, okay? Because we're Disney people, and so... Um, I know King's Island does fireworks, and it's it's cool, but like Disney fireworks at the end of the night, you just leave, and you're like, uh, I guess this is what heaven's gonna be like, okay? And um, and so we were like, let's watch Universal's fireworks, and so we're there, and we're watching it, and we're like, this is not good. And so like halfway through, like, we decide to leave, and we're walking out of Universal, and Michael says to me, he says, Dad, I just don't get the same feeling that I do when we're at Disney, and, I'm, and so we're like walking and talking. I'm like, yeah, it's like that feeling of awe, like you are in awe. Now, here's the deal. I know this, that anytime I say the word Disney, there are people with lots of different feelings in this room when I say the word Disney, okay? Let me give you an example. We're in, we're in Florida. We're at Culver's, And I have no idea why this sweet lady said this, but this sweet older lady that brought us our food, she brought us our food, and she goes, you're a really nice family. I'm like, oh, thank you so much, you know? And she goes, hey, make sure you don't get involved in that Pizzagate thing that Disney's involved with. And we're just like okay, all right, check that, okay, I I get that, or, you know, whenever I talk to uh, Drew Keller, he always wants to tell me about that, like, every Disney princess movie has daddy issues, and there's, you know, there's, like, and I'm, like, okay, I get it, I get it, everybody's got a view, everybody's got a thought about Disney, I get it, okay, but here's what I know, when I leave Disney, I leave in awe, okay, so let me, let me show you a couple things, Rode this new ride called Mickey's Runaway Railroad. That's me and Luke. That's us outside of it. Play the video. Play real quick. Like, like, look at that. I mean, I mean, the video doesn't do it justice, but I mean, like, those are like three-dimensional characters that look like actual cartoons, and there's video, and there's music, and so we rode Mickey's Runaway Railroad. All right, go to the next picture for me. We rode Slinky Dog. Listen. This face tells you everything you need to know about Slinky Dog, okay? All right, we wrote Slinky Dog, show the next picture, Splash Mountain. Yes, 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 okay? And so I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? It's amazing, like, you get off these rides, and you have this what? You have this response. And the response is what? It's awe. It's like you're just in awe. You you don't really know what to say. You know, it's something beautiful. It's something exciting. It's this new thing that you've experienced, okay? Now, here's the deal. Worship is also supposed to be a response, okay? I know a lot of times, and I understand this. I get this, okay? Because I work through it. Every Saturday night, I'm here and I'm praying, and what am I really doing? I'm praying for Sunday, but I'm also working through the things of my heart so that when I get on stage on Sunday morning, I have a clear heart. And I understand that there's a lot of times we walk in here on Sunday mornings and we're we're tired, we're weary, we're exhausted. We've had a long week at work. We've gone through a lot of different you know conversations and turmoil and different things. And so I know that like, you know, Pastor Matt's like, come on, praise the Lord. Let's worship. And you're like, yeah, sure. You know? And, and I understand that. And I get it. But, but worship is really supposed to be this response. A response to what? The goodness of God. We're responding that God is so good. We're responding to his grace. We're responding to his mercy. We're responding to his love. Aren't you so so thankful that every Sunday, I mean, every Sunday, you can just sense the presence of God in here and you feel loved and you feel encouraged and you feel the strength of the Lord coming to you? So responses, worship is also this response, okay? It's a response to the goodness of God. Let me read you this quote by N.T. Wright. It says this, you become... Like what you worship. You become like what you worship. When you gaze in awe, admiration, and wonder at something or someone, you begin to take on something of the character of the object that you worship. So we decide to lift Jesus up real high here at Elevate Church because we want you to gaze on him. I don't, I, I have nothing to offer you really don't. I'm just a human. I'm just a person. All all I have is the opportunity to bring you to Jesus and show you Jesus so that you can gaze on him, you can look at him, and hopefully once you look on him and gaze into him, you have this same thing, a moment of awe, where you go, you know what? You're worthy. You're worthy to be worshiped. You're worthy to be praised. So we're going to look at worship uh, today. Go with me to John chapter 4, verse 5. And it says this, Jesus arrived at a Sumerian village near the field that Jacob had given to his sons Joseph. Verse 6, wearied by his journey. Wearied by his journey. You should underline that. You should highlight that. Jesus is a human just like us. He's left heaven, he's put on flesh. He wants to know exactly what it feels like to be one of us, puts himself in our position. And so Jesus is tired, Jesus is weary. And and I wanna say this today, and I really felt like when I read that line this week, when I was reading that part of scripture, Jesus just said to me, he goes, I'm okay when people are weary. I'm okay with that. Like, we're walking in here, and there's a bunch of us, we're, we're just weary. We're tired. The earth is crazy. Our jobs are crazy. Our children are crazy, people, okay? We're tired. We're weary. Let, let me read uh, a few uh, different texts that I've received over the last couple of weeks. This is one, and I'm not gonna share names. I'm not gonna share who it is and all the details. I'm just giving you kind of a general picture right now, okay? This is one that came and said, I wanna ask for a prayer, please, for my mom. Uh, She needs approval for a liver transplant. I I got another uh, text that came in that said, uh, my company rejected my vaccine mandate religious exemption request. Uh, They're gonna fire me on 9.30. Here's another one that came in. My sister, please pray for my sister. She's in the hospital with COVID, and it's not looking good. I just felt this week that the Lord said, I understand, my people. I understand when you come in here, you're not always full." of the joy of the Lord. You're not always full of faith. You're not always full of the goodness of God. I understand that sometimes when we walk in here, we walk in here and we're weary. And I wanna be the first one to tell you today this, that Jesus really cares about what you care about, okay? He really, truly, deeply cares about what's going on in your heart, what's going on in your life, what's going on in your thoughts. He cares about what you care about. That's not the question. Now, I needed to remind everybody of that today, but that's really not the question. The question isn't, does God really, really care about us? The question becomes what? Do we worship our weariness and tiredness, or do we worship Jesus, the one who has defeated it all? See, that's what we're trying to do every Sunday. We're we're trying to get us out of like, we, we roll into the church. It's like you roll in on empty. You ever rolled into a gas station on empty? And you're like, oh, we just made it. You know what I mean? And you can even like, you can get out of the car, push your car a couple more feet to get in alignment to the gas So there's this place. We know that you roll in here on Sunday morning and you're weary and you're tired and you're on empty and we're trying to fill you back up with what? The joy of the Lord. We're trying to fill you up with the goodness of God. We're trying to fill you up with his presence. We're trying to fill you up with his love and get you out of worshiping weariness but worshiping the one who has all the answers says this, Jesus, he sat on the edge of Jacob's well, and he sent his disciples into the village to buy some food, for it was late afternoon. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw some water, and Jesus said to her, give me a drink. Verse 9, she replied, why would a Jewish man ask a Samaritan woman for a drink of water? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Listen, I I could preach a whole message just on that. This is a big deal that Jesus is taking time, number one, to talk to a woman. Jesus is taking time to talk to a Samaritan. Jesus has gone out of his way. This isn't even the correct journey pathway. Jesus has made all this happen just so he can encounter this woman. Because this is how much Jesus loves people, loves you. He goes out of his way. But Jesus asks this question He says, Hey, can I get a drink of water? And I know that when we read the Bible, we're so literal. Okay, we like read it and we're like, Jesus is asking for like a legitimate drink of water. No, no, no. this isn't what Jesus is asking for. Jesus isn't asking for water. Jesus is asking what? For her devotion and her worship. And this is what Jesus is always after. He's after what? Your heart. He desires your heart. He desires your loyalty. He desires that you have one and one only true God, and it is him and him alone, and you are here to worship him and him alone. This is what he desires most of all. Verse 10, Jesus replied, if you only knew. (laughs) Man, there there are some Sundays I'm like, man, if you only knew Jesus was here right now. (laughs) If you only knew what he could do for you right now. I I know you're weary. I know you're tired. But if you would just press in right now, if you would just push into his goodness, if you would just press into him. He says, if you only knew who I am, the gifts that God wants to give you, you would ask me for a drink. And he says this, I would do what? I would give you living water. So Jesus says three really important things here. that that I want to break down, okay? The first one is this. If you only knew who I am. So what is God doing? He is giving us an invitation to do what? Discover him. See, I always talk about religion because he's just not, into religion, we've we've just made uh, God. We like I was talking about worship. We've boiled him down. We've put him into a box, and, and we want we want our to dos, right? Like um, uh, it's amazing when you talk to people about sin. They they want to know how close to the line can I get. Right. They always want they always want or, or they want to know, like, it's the rich young ruler. What did he say to Jesus? What must I do? He's looking for things to do. Humans always want to put God in a box and they want their list and they want their dues. And they want to feel like, you know, if I take communion, if I get baptized, if I do, 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 do all these things, then then God will be pleased with me. Then I'll know I have eternal life. And, and and the difference is, is that god's inviting us into relationship he's inviting us to know him he's inviting us to have a relationship how do you know that in a relationship it takes time to know that individual it takes time to know their intentions their heart their nature it takes time and so god's going hey i want you to come discover me this is a journey I want you to walk this journey with me. I want you to come know who I am because the thing that God wants you to know is this, that he is a God who does what? Rewards. He's a God of rewards. Maybe we should all be really excited right now, okay? Like the God of the universe wants to reward you for coming to him, finding out who he is. Hebrews chapter 11, verse six says this, for Faith believes that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. So the Bible tells us those who seek after him, they're going to what? Find a reward in him. I want to find out what that reward is. I want to find out who he is. So here's the deal faith really has, has two parts. The first part is this a conviction, number one, that he exists. Why are we here if we don't believe this? (laughs) It's a beautiful Sunday morning. It's like, I mean, this morning was like 65 degrees. You could be at the lake. You could be feeding ducks this morning. You could be on the golf course. You could be a lot of different other places other than church. So the first part of faith is this, this place, this conviction that we have that we go, you know what? I know that I know that I know that he is alive. I know this. So John chapter 14, verse 6 says, Jesus said to them, he said, I'm the only way to God. I'm the real truth and I'm the real life. So we have to have this belief system that there is no other gods, there's no other system, there's no other way. It is Jesus and Jesus alone. And in Matthew chapter 26, verse 28, it says this, for this is the blood that seals the new covenant. I talked about this a little bit last week. The blood that seals the new covenant. What's the new covenant? Jesus and his righteousness for you and I. We should be over, we should be in such awe that we fail and make mistakes over and over and over and over and over again, but the blood of Jesus covers it all. We should be in awe that we're not gonna spend any eternity in hell. We should be in awe that we get to be with Jesus forever because of his blood. So the first thing is I gotta have this conviction of who he is, what he's done for me, who I am in him. And then the second part of faith is this, is that he is a rewarder. He's a rewarder. Now, I'm gonna tell you right now, and this isn't on me, and this isn't on the Lord. This is on you. This is your part to play, okay? What we believe about Jesus, okay, what we believe, has a tangible effect on our lives on the daily basis. Why do you think the enemy fights you so hard to get into the word of God? He wants you to not know what you believe. He wants you to be confused. He wants you to be ignorant because the Bible is full of the promises of God. So what I believe about God will have a tangible effect on my wife, my husband, my children, our family, my job, everything I do in my life through my faith in him. The second thing is this, that Jesus said, he said, the gifts that God wants to give you, do you know that God has so many different gifts that he wants to give you? He literally wants to help you in every facet of your life. There's not one area in your life that he does not want to help you in. And I'm I'm gonna show it to you, okay? So I I got this email, okay? Put up that picture, okay? This is AJ and Samaya, okay? We love them. They're awesome. They're part of our church. They're amazing. I love that little boy. He sucks on my cheeks when I hold him. (laughs) I love him, okay? I I wanna read you this email, okay? This is an email that I got from Samaya. I'm gonna paraphrase but I'm gonna read it to you, okay? She puts, hi, this is what the email says. Hi, it's Samea with a smiley face. I appreciate when emails start that way. Usually emails are like, emails are like, you're the worst church ever. I hate you. God's gonna smite you. And I'm like, thanks, appreciate you. Delete. Get that out of here, okay? She puts, hi, it's Samea. She said, I've suffered with insomnia for many years. I don't know if any of you have never slept before. I understand this. I had 10 days of my life that I didn't sleep for 10 straight days. It was the most insane 10 days of my life, okay? She says this, it was tolerable in high school, but soon after I graduated, I realized how terrible it actually was. I started taking sleep medication and have been on it every single day for the last five and a half years of my life. If I ever got four consistent hours of sleep, that was a great night of sleep. That is rough. That is rough. She said this. I accepted this, that this was something that I always would struggle with. But insomnia has become worse this year and become almost unbearable. I love this line. She says this. I've tried everything under the sun to get to sleep and nothing's worked. What does this sound like? This sounds like the woman with the issue of blood, right? She went to every doctor. She spent all of her money. She did everything she could do in the natural to try to figure out how to resolve this, okay? She goes on and says this. At the end of service on September 5th, the elders were at the the stage to pray with anyone who needs prayer. Aren't you thankful that we have an awesome elder team that prays to people, that loves people, <laughs> that believes in people? She said, I prayed with Brenda Chenoweth. We had her picture on the screen earlier. It says this. Now, I believe in the power of prayer, but I never really believe my sleep could be healed because I've suffered with it so long. Isn't it amazing the lies that the enemy will tell you? She just, she just wrote a lie. That, that's something the enemy's been telling her for five and a half years. Yeah, God's good, but, but he's outside of this realm. Yeah, like God's good. See, we all think that like God's good, but he doesn't want to help me with my job. We think God's good, but he doesn't want to help me with having creativity so that I can move up in my job. Uh, we know that God's good, but he doesn't want to heal this part of our broken family. You know, like we, we have all these lies that the enemy speaks. And that's this, she wrote it right there. But she says this, I was at the end of myself. God loves this. God loves this. God loves when you get to the end of yourself. You know why? Because it's a moment that his glory can come in. It's a moment that he can come in and he can move. And she wrote this, she says this. She goes, I walked up, we prayed, I cried, LOL. She says, we believed in faith together. We believed in faith together. And from that day forward, I was healed of insomnia. She wrote, she says this. Yeah, come on. She says, as I'm typing through the tears, I'm so grateful for what? The goodness of God. I have slept through the night, all night, with zero medication ever since. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus goes, if you only knew who I am. If you only knew the gifts that I want to give you. If you only knew how much I want to help you. Third thing Jesus said was this. I want to give you living water. What is Jesus talking about? He's talking about this word I call rest. Rest. Who loves some rest? Who's excited about Sunday afternoon turning on some random football game and going to sleep this afternoon, rest, okay? Okay? Ray, come on up. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Jesus says this, are you weary? Are you weary? Are you carrying a heavy burden? Come to Me, he says, I'll refresh your life. I am your oasis. I'm like, oh, Tahiti sounds good. Come on. Verse 29, simply join your life to mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I'm what? He says this. He says, I'm gentle, I'm humble and easy to please. There is somebody online, there's somebody here today, and you're questioning, is it hard to please God? And God goes, no, it's really easy to please me. It's really easy to please me. You know why? Because Jesus did all the work on the cross. He did all the work. He accomplished it all for you. Amen? Amen? says this, you'll find refreshment and rest in me for all that I require of you. It will be pleasant and easy to bear. You know, good dads know their kids. You know, think about this. How many times as parents do you know what your kid needs. You can just look at them. You'll you'll know what they need. And sometimes your kids, they don't even know what they need. But you as a parent, you just have this inward intuition of like, I know that my kid needs this right now. The other day, I looked at one of my boys and, you know, I don't want to say which one today, but I looked at one of them and I saw anxiety I saw restlessness. I saw a tired on them. And I thought, you know what? I, I was just, it was like nine o'clock at night and I was just laying on the couch and I thought, you know what? I, I, told, I told that child, I said, just come lay with me. And he just came and he laid with me. And I didn't have to say anything. I didn't have to say a word because because good fathers, they bring a few things. Number one, they bring security. When you're in the arms of a good father, you know that you're secure. You know that you're safe. Good fathers, they bring peace. Good fathers bring confidence. Good fathers bring the sense of love, acceptance, He's, he's just laying there with me and I could just feel him just uh, you can feel that just wash over him it's just that that peace that joy that rest and he just he just was laying with me I, and I knew that his soul his soul was just being filled at that moment Jesus says are you weary heavy burden he says come to me Why? Because he's a good father. He's a good father. He knows what you need. He knows what your soul needs. He goes, if you only knew who I am, if you only knew what I wanted to do for you, if you only knew the living water that I wanted to refresh your soul with, says, come to me. Jesus says, simply join your life to mine. What does this look like? looks like this. There's this, in old times, they would take this yoke and they would yoke two animals together. And so it's really, it's this picture of, of us bowing our heads to Jesus, us submitting to Jesus, us surrendering to Jesus, and us going, yoke me to you, Jesus. You lead my life. You carry the weight. You carry this. Lead me down this road. Thursday, we were having staff meeting. I was telling our staff, I said, I'm just, I've been, I've just been tired. I've, I've been, I have, I've had this administration hat on the last 60 days. And I understand that some of you do administration and it like fills your tank. God bless you. Thank God for people like Ryan Wonderly. Thank God for people like Drew and Farah. Thank God for people like Jeanette and Matt Prince. Thank God for these people. But it doesn't fill my soul. You know what fills my soul is like loving people, praying with people, preaching the word of God, praying like we're just different people. And so for the last 60 days, I've been doing administration. We've been, we've been you know, preparing groups and adding staff and moving staff and volunteers around to get them in the right fit and we're building systems and we're preparing for a third service and we're getting ready for a bigger house for Elevate Church and we're getting things in line for the prison ministry and we're working to get ready to make this impact in Haiti and we're doing all of these things and what happens in these I-60 days? I've just become really weary and tired. Just weary and tired. And then on top of that, I'm, I'm looking into the month of October. October is a big month for the church. I don't know why. It's like the weather changes and everybody goes, okay, we'll go back to church now. You know what I mean? Out uh, of the summer. And so October comes and new families come and new people come. And, and then we have Crown coming up and we have Hartford, a house that's just about around the corner. And then we have our big Christmas celebration, our Christmas production. And I just went to the Lord and I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. I said, I'm tired and I'm weary. I told our staff on Thursday, I said, you know, the only thing we need to do, the only thing we really, really, really need to do and it's, it's interesting because me and Ryan, we we debated this for like a couple weeks about, uh, we do this thing, we pray at the very beginning of our staff day. And Ryan was like, I just, I, I don't know. And this isn't a, a, anything against Ryan. He was like, we're just really busy. I don't know. We may need to just take a moment and, and pause on that. And I kept hearing Lord go, no, don't stop. Don't stop praying. Don't stop worshiping. Don't stop making me first. And I just told the staff, I said, all we got to do is worship. All we got to do is worship. Worship team, come on up. I said, all we got to do is worship. He said, come to me. Are you weary? Are you tired? Are you spent? So I just started worshiping. And you know what I love is that God's okay with that. God's okay with you being weary. God's okay with you being tired. God's okay with all this. And you know what God's really okay with too? He's okay when you say to him, Lord, I just don't know. So we want we want to have all the answers all the time. We want to know what to do all the time. We want to feel like, you know what the real thing is? We want to feel like we're in control all the time. Like I'm in control. I don't know if you've realized you're not in control. You're, you're not in control. But he loves when we come to him and go, Lord, I, I'm just I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. It wasn't 48 hours later. I'm driving in the car, and I'm I'm thinking about Christmas movies. I love Christmas movies. I'm a Christmas movie junkie. And all of a sudden, the Lord just starts downloading this plan for our Christmas production, starts downloading thoughts about Crown, starts downloading thoughts about October, starts downloading thoughts. I just got to the end of myself. So I want you to stand up this morning. And we're gonna sing this. It's a new song. But we're gonna we're gonna worship Jesus right now. And I want you just to close your eyes in this room. Okay. And and listen, I knew that this message wasn't, it wasn't me, it was the Lord. He wanted to speak to us because we've come in here, we're weary, we're tired, we're full of burdens. And I, want you, to, I just want you to raise your hands to heaven right now. Come on, d let's get the weirdness out of here. Come on, just raise your hands to heaven. I want you to start telling him what you're weary about, what you're tired about, what you're overwhelmed about, what you're fearful about. Just give him your weariness. Give him your tiredness. Just come to him. Let him bring fresh living grace and water, refreshment from him and him alone. And then we're just going to worship Jesus and put our attention on him.